your top stories on Blitz this hour. We bring you the latest from the world of football. The Proteus women's squad named for the ICC T20 World Cup. India and Australia gear up for ODI series opener. Matthew Seradori claims stage 8 at the Dakar. And excitement mounts ahead of Superhero Sunday. The eighth stage of the 2020 Dakar Rally was a game changer for Toyota Gazoo Racing. With only five stages left at this year's race, the team was desperate to close the gap on overall leader Carlos Sainz. And Nasser Latia and Mathieu Baumel did exactly that, finishing in 11th position to put just six minutes and 40 seconds between them and the Spaniard. Yeah, actually, yes, it was uh, not a bad day for us, but it was uh, really... Uh uh, tricky and a uh, lot of sand uh, dunes, soft and uh, yeah, we try to do our best, you know, but okay, the last uh, 150 uh, we opened the, the way again and it was, I know I will lose uh, time in the dune because there is a no mark, no bike, nothing, you know, but okay, uh, I think we did really a uh, good job and uh, and I am quite happy. Still, we have four days, and tomorrow we'll have a better position. Yes, but we need to watch also. Carlos is behind me. He will start. Uh, yeah, we need to tomorrow to, to have a really big push. Janiel de Villiers is sixth overall. Bernard Tenbrink is seventh. While Fernando Alonso continues to defy the odds. The two-time Formula One champion came agonizingly close to winning his first ever stage at the Dakar. Finishing second quickest on the day, to move up to 13 in the standings. Yeah, it was unbelievable, you know, to be competitive and uh, uh, have one of these long stages uh, with uh, everything, a lot of dunes as well, and uh, yeah, uh, nearly uh, fighting for the victory was uh, uh, unbelievable. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's hard to believe that a couple of months ago I, I was never in a rally car, and now uh, you are fighting with the top guys. So extremely happy. You know, the first time. I took him in uh, the dunes in Namibia. Um, you know, we, we did 70 k's through there, and he was—he's the only guy that I've taken through there that hasn't been stuck the first time I took him through there. So then already I knew this oak, uh, you know, he's got a very good feeling, and he learns very quickly. So uh, you know, he just proved it today, being uh, second on the stage. A uh, very good result for him. In the absence of the bikes opening the way following the cancellation of their stage, in homage to Paolo Gonzalez. The cars headed into some of the most spectacular dunes of this year's edition in the Dakar. The marathon contenders of the car category had a difficult time with navigation. And this allowed new names to come to the fore in the classification of the stage, which was won by amateur driver Matthew Serradori. Serradori claimed a first ever stage win for himself and his South African-built Century CR6 buggy. The Frenchman finished four minutes faster than Fernando Alonso's Toyota and moved up to seventh in the standings. Alonso, the two-time Formula One champion, recorded his best Dakar stage finish yet, having previously been classified no higher than fourth. He is now up to 13th. Carlos Sainz wound up 19 minutes slower than Serradori on the day, but he gave up just over three minutes to closest rival Toyota's reigning champion Nasser Alatia and six minutes to Stefan Peter Hansel. 
meaning he retains a lead of 6 minutes 40 seconds over the former in the general classification. Mini driver Orlando Terranova and Toyota's Janiel de Villiers completed the top four on the day behind Seradori and Alonso. De Villiers, the 2009 Dakar champion, is sixth overall. Conrad Rotenbach, meanwhile, finished ninth on the day in the side-by-side -side category and the Zimbabwean is now fourth overall. The Stormers are aiming to play winning rugby in their last season at Newlands and the brand of rugby that people want to watch. The Cape Town franchise, who will be moving to the Cape Town Stadium from 2021, have reached the Super Rugby final just once, losing to the Bulls in 2010. They have been beaten semi-finalists four times and reached the preliminary playoffs on three other occasions. We're obviously known as a team that's got the, the last couple of years, like the flair and everything. And I think but one thing that we want to do, we've got excite, uh, exciting backs and we've seen our pack. A lot of guys have been in the, in the spring box. So I think it's the best way to find that mix, making sure we know, we know what our strong points are. And the most important thing is actually win, win games. Doesn't matter how ugly it is, you know. Um, we we just want to make sure that we play rugby that people want to watch, obviously. But we're going to be smart about it at the same time. You know, we're not going to force stuff. We want to make sure that we we win no matter how ugly it is, um, because at the end of the day, you can play the most exciting rugby if you're not winning the game. So that's that's not going to bring uh, people back to New Orleans. The Stormers' brains trust have identified the forwards as key players to their ambitions this year. The big men will be utilized in every possible way in order to generate quality ball for the backs to flourish. Experience in the way Sia and those guys played in the World Cup and the fact that with just the sheer numbers of who come back from the forwards is that we have to achieve forward dominance. The plan is that we, we but we also, we cannot spurn the power of, 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 and the personnel that we've got in the front. So as I said last week, it's going to be a hybrid game. But you know, the teams that create that we all think are the most spectacular, it's often come from, you know, whether it's from a scrum penalty, you've got advantage and you've tapped and gone, or you've played the advantage, or that's when the dramatic cross kick comes, or it comes from that 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 turnover, you that that, that, that space you've created by the ball going forward, they have to pull extra forwards, they've created space for the backs. Uh, well, it's the turnover through our defensive line speed and our physicality. So. Um, yeah, so I think it's a, it's a good hybrid plan, um, but we will be harnessing and conditioning to use the, 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 the forwards that we've got. The Hurricanes visit Cape Town for the opening round on the 1st of February. After the Springboks triumph at the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan, rugby fanatics will be flocking to the FNB Stadium for the highly anticipated Superhero Sunday, where several of those who lifted the Wehrbeles Cup will be in action. For South African fans, it will be their first look at what's to come from the Lions, Bulls, Stormers and Sharks in this year's Vodacom Super Rugby season, and a capacity crowd is expected at the Calabash. There has been concern over transportation and parking in and around the stadium, with a few APSA Premiership matches delayed due to a number of fans struggling to make their way into the venue. However, organisers have come up with a solution to ease the congestion. Cowtrain buses will be operating from Park Station and several park and ride services will be available, departing from Menland Park Shopping Centre, Empress Palace, Mall of Africa, Monte Casino, East Rand Mall, Eastgate Mall, Melrose Arch, Clearwater Mall, Times Square Casino and Irene Mall. 
there will be dedicated e-hailing drop-off and pick-up points at the venue. And if you are planning to use your own vehicle, general parking at the stadium is free of charge. All parking areas, park and rides and Gau train buses will be departing from 9am to ensure that you arrive on time and that you don't miss a moment when the superheroes take to the field. Former Springbok assistant coach Matthew Proudfoot has joined Eddie Jones's England coaching team for the upcoming Six Nations tournament. Proudfoot has been named as the new England forwards coach, a role he occupied as part of the Springboks Rugby World Cup winning backroom staff. The 47-year-old former Scotland international prop replaces Neil Hatley, who is part of the Bath rugby coaching team. Don't miss your opportunity to be part of a spectacular day of rugby when the FNB Stadium hosts Vodacom Superhero Sunday. Tickets for the second edition of this doubleheader are selling fast and range from 60 Rand to 200 Rand and are available at www.computicket.com and CompuTicket outlets nationwide. The capital of the United Arab Emirates, home to futuristic buildings and a golf tournament with a relatively short but already rich history. The inaugural Abu Dhabi HSBC champion was American Chris DeMarco in January 2006. The Florida resident with the Falcon Trophy, which fell into the possession of England's Paul Casey twice in three years. That was impressive, but the trio of victories achieved by Martin Keimer was outstanding. The German completing the hat-trick in 2011 at 24 under par. Unsurprisingly, still the event's low-scoring record. This was a double major champion in total control of his game. In the zone and in a league of his own. Striding to success by eight shots from distant runner-up Rory McIlroy. Martin, simply marvellous. A rock star entertained the following year as Robert Rock got the better of a certain Tiger Woods and in second spot again, McElroy. There was last green angst for Justin Rose in 2013, just missing out on a playoff against Jamie Donaldson. With the likes of Phil Mickelson and, you've guessed it, McElroy breathing down his neck, Spain's Pablo Larrazabal was steadfast in 2014. The ongoing theme of McElroy near misses continued 12 months later. He took one shot too many. Keimer squandered a 10-shot lead in the final round and the spoils were claimed by Frenchman Gary Stahl. While Keimer unthinkably collapsed, Stahl posted a 65 as this challenge tour and Q School graduate in previous seasons dined at golf's top table. We saw a short game masterclass from Ricky Fowler in 2016. This cool Californian crowd pleaser didn't disappoint. That, as the trophy returned stateside. There was equal brilliance from Tommy Fleetwood. Simply awesome in Abu Dhabi, Fleetwood launched his run to the Harry Varden Trophy as 2017 raced to Dubai number one. And on his return, Tommy was even better. He would take five shots fewer and beat fellow Englishman Ross Fisher into second place after a smashing title defence. While last season, and in a sign of big things down the line, Shane Lowry became the first Irish winner at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship 
and six months on, was cradling the Clara Jug as Open Champion. The next stop on the European Tour calendar is the Abu Dhabi HSBC Golf Championship. The round one will be live on your World of Champions.